listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. Hello, Christopher. Hello, dear listener. Hey. That nearly rhymes. What? Christopher, Christopher and listener. That's a near rhyme. I'd like to hear Kendrick rhyme those two words. Christopher, listener. Yeah, that works. A little take the piss in that. How's, uh, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right, man. I've been... <laughs> With this... Just to kind of peek behind the curtain. Uh, before we record an intro, we go... Right, what do you want to talk about for this intro? And then we kind of try and smoothly get into it. And we agreed we would talk about Liam going to a Nick Cave concert. And yeah. then Liam said, well, do you want to talk about the fact that you've been pinged? Because I got pinged off the COVID thing. And I went, nah, not really. Uh, and it's kind of dominated my week being in self-isolation. So the idea of talking about my week. <laughs> well, you just have to say, here's the thing. It, it, like... Yeah, yeah. You know the podcast from our friends, What's the Script? Uh-huh. When they, whenever they ask each other at the top of the show, yeah. what have you been up to? They always just say, not much, and then they move on well, to Well, they say we're... everything's not much and everything's all right. That's the only two modes of Right, being. so when I was like, what have you been up to this week? Really, I was expecting you to say, not much, what about you? And I would go, oh, well, I went to my first live music gig in a year and a half. Right. Well, how was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh... My wife bought tickets to see Nick Cave. Who Your she's wife seen some... loves Nick Cave. Been to see him like 15 times or yeah. something crazy. He comes up in this episode very briefly. Yeah, um, 15 times I will say over the course of like, like I think the first time she saw him was when she was 14. Uh-huh. So over over a long period of time in quite a few different countries. Um, but yeah, he was playing the Edinburgh Playhouse. Um, you know I love a City Downey gig. Um, because it was first gig back, and we always enjoyed going to see like live gigs together. Great room. She she splashed out on mm. front row seats. Oh wow! And, front uh, row at City Downey. Oh ho ho! It was absolutely amazing. Probably one of the best live music viewing experiences that I've had. Yeah. Um, because it like there was a bit of a gap. But then yeah. it was just him, and mm. I was just sitting down, just staring at him. And I bet he looked con- at you a couple of times. The eye contact was insane. And I have been up close that, that close for gigs before, but normally a little bit to the side. This was mm. like dead center. Oh, good. Like the best seats in the house, bar none. Mm-hmm. And the eye contact, absolutely <laughs> mad. Just the whole time, just like him looking at me, singing. Did they have any fun stage banter? Um, a little bit. Um, there was a very drunk woman who uh. tried to. So between there was us, and then there was like a little barrier, mm-hmm. and then it was like because it's the playhouse. There's an orchestra pit. Yeah. So that the orchestra pit is hidden, mm. but like you can see it if you look down. Yep. But it's quite deep. Yeah. It's like at least seven foot, eight foot. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the stage, and he sings right on the edge of the stage, and a part of me was like, Nick, you're in your sixties, man. Step up, step back, because if you fall down the orchestra pit, that's you curtains. You're gonna be Nick uh, caved in, <laughs> or something. <laughs> and um, he started singing. Um, oh, I can't remember what song, but it was like a, a beautiful love song. And this drunk woman 
um, was like came up to the front and was like arms in the air going yeah and then he looked at her and he went oh I love you darling or something like that and then she was like yeah you do and then she tried to climb over the barrier and along the speaker to get on the stage but it was an eight foot drop yeah. so like everyone ran to like pick her up to, to stop her someone else um, had just bought an LP and tried to like frisbee it onto the stage with the sign and it just went down into the pit <laughs> And everyone, and a whole three thousand people went. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid thing to do! You're gonna get your record back. It's like twenty, thirty quid. Um, Nick Cave saw what happened and sent a member of staff down to collect it and have it brought back up. And then he signed it and frisbeed it back. What is this? A fucking HMV meet and greet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a meet and greet because there were tears in my eyes. And nobody uh, was a vegetarian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah very cool to be back um, seeing a live show my last live music gig was uh, I went to see Mono the Japanese post-rock band mm-hmm. uh, in Australia and that was yeah over a year and a half ago so very cool to be back um, I can't even remember the last thing I seen I don't think it was very good the sound was just so incredible yeah. and they, they had this uh, he had a choir like a three person choir with him um and his uh his co-musician warren ellis is a fiddle player and he brought that and just made his violin cry it was fucking beautiful mm-hmm. um yeah just all around what's your favorite like... nick cave song for listening i've said this i put it on the list i think oh there she there she goes my beautiful world oh yeah um i think it's on the playlist my favorite one's the one where he's like I'm on the seven feet of pure white snow. Do, 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 do. You heard that? He's a cool guy. I've heard most of them now. Right. That's the one he singles. Jarvis Cocker's in the video. Anyway. Uh, uh, who, who are we listening to this week? This week on the pod, we've got a sensational, sensational app. Scissor. Sensational. Szechuan sauce. It's, 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 no, scissor. <laughs> and we get into it pretty quickly about hey, uh, the pronunciation. Scissor this, scissor that. I scissor. It's about time we listen to this album. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It was, and we did, and then we talked about it, which is the format. And uh, yeah. I hope you really enjoy it. If you want to support us you can't um (laughs) (laughs) we don't want your stinking support (laughs) shut up Uh, what do you think we're a fucking charity shout out to eddie ting aka uh will mckee aka scott pilgrim uh for our uh for doing the editing and for doing the, the producing. Editing. Editing. I just got you that. You just got it. That's why I call yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had a really good time this week. And I hope you are okay. And I hope that you're having a nice time in your personal life. But right now, <laughs> forget about your personal life. Cause Put we... it, so just shut up about your personal problems for one fucking second whilst we're trying to do a podcast. Listen, I'm not taking the piss, but you need to shut the fuck up and listen to this <laughs> podcast. You need to move the hell on with your life and enjoy a comedy music podcast about Scissor or SZA. Depending on how familiar you are with the Wu-Tang Clan. Enjoy an album. Enjoy. Enjoy.
Here is Rolling Stone magazine's introduction for Control by SZA. Come on. She's not called SZA. Well, I've heard it pronounced SZA everywhere except you calling her Scissor. Right. Keep that in. Because I'll get to this. Okay. I was actually I was actually about to prepare for this. I was going to mention it cuz I was going to bring it up as well. No, but I was good. This is like let me let me do the, this is how I was going to say it, okay? Mm-hmm. This is how Rolling Stone magazine introduced Control by SZA. Thanks to SZA's or Scissors lyrics about insecurity, jealousy, loneliness and her search for her loving and licky. Mm-hmm. This assured debut brought a new self-searching spirit to R&B. The tracks are gentle and erotic, but beneath the singer's soft-grained style, there's fierceness. In Dove in the Wind, she tells a lover she can easily replace him with a dildo. Mm. On Love Galore, a duet with Travis Scott that describes an ambivalent breakup, she makes clear the vulnerability beneath the bravado. Give me a paper towel. Give me another Valium. So, uh, this pronounced the... scissor. All right. I thought this was so embarrassing for you. And well, I hate, I hate to criticize somebody else's pronunciation or something. No, you don't. That's your favorite thing to do. And I've heard it pronounced both ways, so that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so there's two ways of pronouncing it. Scissor, which is obviously a reference to uh, Geza and Reza of the Wu Tang Clan. She is using this to kind of uh, put herself in that same canon of black mm. art. Mm-hmm. Or you can say SZA, which is the wrong way of saying it. Well, no, because it's actually a reference to the Supreme Alphabet. Mm-hmm. Of course. Much like RZA, right? Zigzag Allah, of course. Yeah. So, I know that as well. Right, so it's literally the three letters. It's SZA. Well, I'm going to say both. And I'll appreciate you not to be such a little bizzer about it. <laughs> Speaking of Supreme Alphabet, uh, would you like to know what the Supreme Alphabet for CMB is? More than anything. C is C, as in to view, to see something, like I see you. Yeah? Yes. Okay. There's something else you want to pull me up on that you disagree No, I don't know anything about the Supreme Alphabet. You don't know anything about anything and it didn't (laughs) stop you. M stands Uh for master. C master. And B is for um, to be or born. See Master Born. This is what it's like for you to do this podcast, to see a Master Born in front of your eyes. We should explain what the Supreme Alphabet is. It's uh, for members of the 5% nation, which is like a subset of like, you know, Black Islam. Mm -hmm. Black Islam. Um, And so it's this idea that every layer of the alphabet has its own unique... um, sort of meaning attached to it as well as it being like a functional letter. So uh, scissor is a uh, saviour, uh, zigzag, Allah. What a name. Yeah. Um, I, uh, have you seen the, I know we probably shouldn't spend too long talking about black Islam, but. I think um, we can do a whole hour on it. <laughs> I think we already kind of covered that a wee bit in the old uh, Richard and Linda Thompson. Not that they were black Islamists, they were white. <laughs> Uh, Islamists <laughs> uh, but um, have you seen the Luther documentary where he goes to New York and meets the yeah that's class yeah I mean that was back when Louis was still had a bit of a laugh yeah he liked to have a laugh back then 
He used to go like when he did the porn stuff, and mm-hmm. now it's all so serious. I went to I went back to um, New York to meet Farrakhan's grandson, and he was being a bit naughty, you know. And, but I li- I don't like the early early Lutheran stuff where he's like um, really having a laugh like all the time. It's like that's not funny, Louis. I disagree. I think it is funny. No, it's not. He's too cocky. He's too wealthy. He's got no life experience. It's stinking. <laughs> I like it when he gets a little bit of humility. But now he's he sees himself as a Jesus figure, some pure, unparalleled, uh, journalistic paragon. You Let's know? look at the supreme alphabet for Louis Theroux. <laughs> so we'll do we'll do L all the for loser. We'll do LTX, I think. So oh. L, which we could also be Liam. We'll do mine mm-hmm. as well. So L is love hell. Yeah, yes, love hell. Um, and then what did I say? Uh, T is mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. Love hell truth, and then X is un- unknown, <laughs> which says unknown. I don't yeah. know if that's. Oh, so that's right. That's good for Louis Theroux. Love, hell, truth, unknown. That's what he loves to do. He loves to explore the unknown. I'm really and into he this. Often uh, he finds hell. I'm really, really into this uh, alphabet thing. Are you going to convert to five uh, percent? I don't think I'm that Islam. Into it. I don't think they would have me. Um, I don't know. My live with now will be love, wisdom, now. Yeah, Ooh. you do love wisdom now, and yet when I offer you my wisdom, when it comes to what that's the pronunciation now. of scissor that's is, yesterday's no, wisdom. that's today's wisdom because it's true and it always has been true and it always will be true. And yet you, I thought it was really embarrassing last week when you were doing the outro and you were like, "Who's next week? Oh, it's S Z A. It's like, oh, who's who's bringing out this record in the sixties? It's the Beatles." No, it's not the Beatles. Well, that's not how that's not how words and letters work, though, is it? Like as a cold reading, I've done it exactly right. You would never. You, there's no reason to assume that SZA should be Scissor, other than that someone has said it. If you are familiar with the works and culture of the Wu Tang Clan, you would immediately. Did I tell you that my dad had? I think it was Reza from the Wu Tang Clan in his hair salon. Oh really? That's and cool. uh, they done a massage on him. They offered yeah. that service all the time. It wasn't just, oh, he's here. Let's get the, let's learn how to massage people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they done hot stones massage on the guy for the Wu-Tang Clan. Really? Yeah. Well, now, hang on. Go for it. When you said massage, uh-huh. obviously it's at hairdressers. Oh, you thought I, thought I was washing his hair? No, 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 no. Oh. I assumed, yeah, head massage. That makes sense. But then hot, was... stone, hot stone massage is extra... That's, that's more than the hairdressers. Yeah. No, it was... Uh, it's like a spa thing. It was, it was a spa for a while, and then they kind of gave up the spa aspect of it. Right, okay. And then uh, another company took over the spa. I think they were up... Uh, take so that. You, were, you were brought up in a spa? Because I always... You've always sort of presented it as if you were brought up in some, like, I don't know, Desmond's style... <laughs> <laughs> Barbershop. Yeah, that, oh, that's why I want to join the Black Islamist. Because <laughs> my dad's Desmond. <laughs> you go. Um, no, uh, well, do you know what? It was uh, hairdressers and then when I was a wee boy and then they put in this barber thing with... No, barber thing. Barber thing. Did you just say ting? <laughs> I didn't mean to. I, didn't, oh I don't say stuff like that, right? It, it was like a, my dad put this bar, whole barber thing in it uh, with like a boxing bag 
and like boxing gloves and shit but then they opened up this kind of more luxury salon when i was a wee bit older if SZA is scissor then cmb is simba and that's what i'm gonna call you from now people call me simba Who, who calls me that can't remember didn't like it when they did uh what did you know about scissor um prior to this she was just on a list of cool albums for a couple of years ago when this record came out. Everybody was like, this record's great. And uh, I think I was just at a point in my life where I wasn't really listening to the cool new music, but I was still reading about it. So I was like, oh, oh there you go. Kind of cool R&B music, probably. I'll probably like it, but I'm not giving it a chance. And then she was in this... Well, we, me and you went to see your favourite film ever in Aberdeen at the cinema. Yep. Um, we saw Black Panther, the Marvel film Black Panther, which is your favourite film ever. We we saw it together and you were crying at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I'm so, I, I love military propaganda that paints the CIA as good, good guys towards black people. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. The kind of revisionist fucking modern history bullshit. But... And Martin Freeman's playing the CIA guy. Could it get any worse? Um, Actually, an enjoyable film. Um, But, yep. but and she's also... in it, sort of. She's in the soundtrack. Well, yeah, her and Kendrick are um, do a song together. Kendrick, Kendrick, get that. Um, so yeah, we we've listened to Scissor together. To get we have with Scissor Scissor together. We're the Scissor Sisters. Hello. Yeah. You ever seen Is the Scissor there Sisters? Anybody out there? I had the Scissor Sisters album when I was like ten or something. We all did. Great band. They're their cover of Comfortably Numb is a, it's a bloody great tune. Lara, won't you give me your hand? I've I got, got to save someone what? what happened to the sisters? They became sorry. What happened of... to the what? Sorry. What happened to the yesterday sisters? <laughs> Since we're just swapping that randomly, <laughs> the sisters. The scissors is as there is. Uh, <laughs> they are kind of touring festival band, and I think they put an album out every so often. But I, I think the guy from it, or person from it, I don't know, I speculate. With regards to their gender, but um, I believe that he's quite a big deal in the cabaret scene. He's like the fucking Metallica cabaret, probably. <laughs> The Metallica of Cabaret. <laughs> Metallica Cabaret. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Paul Giamatti and Sidwiz is the Metallica Cabaret. Anyway, right, let's bloody crack on, right? So um, okay. we, we we were both, you know, somewhat aware of Scissor. Yeah, had you heard um, of her other than your favourite film? I, I knew, like, you know, her, her name had floats about. And, and she's done so many bloody duets with other huge artists yeah that... she's featured in recently a lot yeah yeah so but but i, I wouldn't have been able to tell you a single fact about no. her. um was aware of her aware of her presence in the world but uh wouldn't be able to tell you any of her songs just a like new that. famous person that you go oh they're famous now good and that's it yeah like so she did a a, a duet this year or a feat with a with doja cat and mm. uh, Doja Cat is another one of those. Where it's I like don't a know name. who she is. Yeah, I've heard her name. That's it. I heard. I've, I know the name. And this is like, oh, I'm a, I'm an older, I'm an older dude now. Here's how. Here's how out I am. I, th- I can't debut. Was that for me until Wet Ass Pussy came out? Is that right? Yeah, and people were like, oh, at Cardi B with the, she's got that wee funny noise that she does. I don't know. I don't even know what the noise is. I think. 
I'm not not sure what the noise is either. Stevie B was talking about it once, and he was like, "Oh yeah, she's got this wee noise she makes. It's quite funny." But then wait, I suppose came in and was like, "Oh, I she's that girl, right?" Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so was this song that she did with Doja Cat? Was that I know that she's I know that says it's put out a single on the Trolls World Tour film. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a feat with Justin Timberlake. Oh well. Um, and it's actually got the video of it. It's like. You know, there's that tweet that does the rounds every now and then of, uh, uh, I took a picture of the inside of my cheese grater and it looks like a late 90s yeah. R&B video. It, yeah. it looks like one of those videos. Oh, wow. Jamaica vibes. Yeah. Um, it's not a great song, but, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's attached to a very important movie, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> Which... We went to see that in Aberdeen and you cried at the end. <laughs> That's my favourite film. Um, no, I literally the, uh, cut up my Cine World Unlimited card at the end of it because I was like, I don't need this anymore. The one with Doja Cat is um, is, is called like I, I Want to Kiss You or something, and yeah, it's kind of in the vein of of, of the album. It's um, right. but it's just, I mean, look, if you're not into you know the biggest music in the world, um, <laughs> then it just bypasses you, doesn't it? I don't. Where where would I ha- happen upon Doja Cat and and Scissor? Unless I was looking out for it, I don't, I don't know. You know, we don't listen to mainstream radio stations. Not to be, I don't listen to mainstream. Like we, we just we. That's not where we get our music from. So yeah, uh, that so we we wouldn't come across it. But stuff uh, like this gets covered in Pitchfork and AV Club and mm. the, the Quietus mm-hmm. and Drowned in Sound and all these other places where you kind of get your because yeah. this is kind of alternative R and B. This album. Yeah, yeah, and so this is where um. Uh, we've picked up on this actually on on the note of calling it alternative R&B which I was as well um, I read up about this earlier and um, is that a racist term? well you know what almost I guess it's um, there's been a bit of backlash against it um but but alternative R&B like just for um, for clarity uh, is used about people like SZA The Weeknd Oh, sorry, the weekend, the weekend. Um, Frank Ocean, uh-huh. and FKA Twigs, um, and it's kind of pejoratively means R and B for white people. Well, I guess um, I'll tell you what FKA Twigs said about it. Um, she said, "Fuck alternative R and B. It's just because I'm mixed race. When I first released wow. music and no one knew what I looked like, I would read comments like, i 'I've never heard anything like this before. It's not in a genre.'" And then my picture came out six months later, and now it's she's an alternative R and B singer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do remember there was a, there was, a, there was an R and B singer like a year or two ago, and she was just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm retiring. I fucking hate this. I show up to festivals and because I get covered in pitchfork and stuff, it's just a sea of white people and I'm mm. singing about, you know, being black in the same way that Scissor sings about being black on this record. And it's like, I hate it. I don't want it to be a jester or a, a minstrel for these people. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. It's I think she came wa- back, but. It's one of the ways that genres can, like, I guess, pigeonhole people and, and we were how, talking how, about, how yeah. they can be. How they can be not only useless, but also, like, uh, damaging. Racially segregated. Well, yeah, I mean... Culture. As, as all language uh, can be. Um, as as Noam Chomsky would say. Oh, bring out the Noam. <laughs> anyway, right... No, begin. tell him. Tell me what he said. Well, it's just one, one of his things that he's spoken about a lot in terms of linguistics is... I mean, he's a linguistics professor. That's his discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know is 
not always uh, understood or known about him, but that's where his, his background is, is about linguistics and how language is used um, as a form of power, and and that in itself uh, has its own, like, uh, entrenched ra- racial segregation as well as misogyny yeah. and, and all that stuff. So. I think if he had a good couple of months on the blogs, he would he would go alternative R and B as a, a racist term. I think he would say that. Well, you could. You, the thing is, Noam Chomsky. We could email him and ask him, and he would probably reply. He's can famous. we do that? Yeah, we we'll need to send them links. Sausages as a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh shit. I was that close to saying I was a linguine professor, when you, so I'm trying to stop myself from just talking about shite food puns. Okay, time. right. Uh, Delete uh, that. Get leave it. Just that. Let's email them and then we'll go to the next thing. <laughs> I don't want that side of me out there. Okay, um, let's get into uh, SZA, aka Scissors background. Pray silence, please, for the secret posho jingle. Secret posho. Secret secret posho. You do it fast, then you put it in a nutshell. Secret Pasho, that's my Pasho. Secret Pasho. Now, I just want to make We've a... We've covered this. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. But I've been thinking about it, and I've got right. something further to add, okay? Right. I have I have an idea for some lyrics. I don't usually collaborate on my art with other people when it comes to stuff like I, that. I understand that, but can right. I can I just give you my suggestion? Okay, how about uh, this? Okay. Secret partial. Okay, okay. Secret partial. Secret. Pr- hang on, hang on. It's harder than it looks, isn't it? Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not the performer. Okay, so this is. You are a, bit, a performer, so that's I am a performer, but I'm not yes. a jingle writer. Right, okay. Different discipline. Yeah, I love it. Secret partial. Secret secret partial. They kept it really quiet. That they got a lot of dasho. Oh, keep it quiet. Got the dasho. Right. They, well, I think I'll think about it. I like they, that a lot, but I will think about it. No, that's fine. I'm not asking for a definite answer, but but just to be just so everyone can be clear, the lyrics were secret posho, secret secret posho. They kept it really quiet that they got a lot of dosho. It's a lot of syllables there. I think you might need to workshop it a wee bit, maybe. But uh, I like it. Got a lot of. It's good though. That's good. That's good rhyme. Got a lot of dosho. Got a lot of dosho. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just 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 think about it. Um, I don't. I'm not going to. What about lay- this? Okay. Oh, I'm poor. No, you got a lot of dosho. Like, do I impression of them? No, I'm poor. No, you got a lot of dosho. <laughs> <laughs> and then week on week, will the impression be of the artist we're speaking about? Because that I am up for. <laughs> maybe. I think maybe I uh, get a... Get a well, now we've, now we've workshopped this over the course of weeks and months. and uh, I, I would be up for recording it professionally in a studio with a full band this seven second jingle so now we've got the lyrics down a wee bit yeah, better well, i'm excited wh- which what studio are you thinking shangri-la or shangri-la Ab- electric ladyland mm. um abbey road one of the big ones lo-fi and glasgow with the rats outside yep. just one of the ones the rats they're the, the house band that... <laughs> nah it's, it's an italian restaurant of course that way <laughs> The chef is no, I'm Chomsky's in there eating linguine. <laughs> Don't do callbacks to the bits that I've asked to be removed. Uh... <laughs> right, I'm not going to label Scissor a full posho, but there's one or two things that we want to be clear about. Well, at first, my posho alarms were a ding-dinging, okay? Oh, yeah, big time. Because, uh, what's it, her parents, one was a, um, her dad was an executive at CNN, and her mum was an executive at AT&T. 
which to me is going ring-a-ding-ding. Yep. But he was a Black Panther, and then he was... I had he was a Black Panther. I hadn't, I hadn't come across that. I read he was a Black Panther, and the mum was in... Well, she was an Islamic woman, wasn't she? And she wore the hijab and stuff, so that's kind of... Yeah, really so associate Black Panthers with that uh, level of power in a media company, but there you go. Well, I mean, Black Black Panthers were a big organization, and there's plenty of people who have gone on um, to other things. That film uh, about Fred Hampton um, with uh, Dan- Daniel Kaluuya, um, some of those guys um, ended up, you know, working in finance and stuff. All right, good. Um, well, not good necessarily. <laughs> Because they work in finance. Well, it's, finance is bad. Yes, but yeah, I guess it's bad. But they're a Marxist organization, uh, the yeah. Black Panthers. You know, hey, hey, we're not out here to cancel the Black Panthers. All right. <laughs> we went uh, to Liam. See- Liam literally just tried this secret show on the Black Panthers. <laughs> We went to see the Black Panthers uh, in, in Aberdeen, and yeah. I cried at the end. He cried at the end, because he was like, oh, they're not Marxists anymore, they all work in a bank. No, I'm not saying they did, it's just, it, it happens with any organisation. Yeah, People, you know, go off and... Um, uh, the school she went to was like a pretty normal high school. It does have quite a big um, alumni, mm-hmm. but but I think there's just more to do with location with it. You know, it's, it's New Jersey. Really? Oh, it's New, in New Jersey? New, New Jersey. Okay. New Jersey. I love New Jersey. Hey, D. Hey, D. Hey, D. Is that a Sopranos guy? Hey, D. <laughs> I don't watch The Sopranos. You've never seen it? I've watched some of it, but I don't know all the little jokes people put in it. I liked the bit when he was in the swimming pool with the ducks. But, so you've, um, seen, you've seen the first episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like, I watched like the first six, and then I watched like a random one, four series in, and he's like in a med dream house, and... Uh, Steve Buscemi's like a waiter, but he's oh, also in yeah. a coma. Absolutely. And I was just like, that's what New Jersey's like. That's where um, Scissor grew up. Right. Okay. Um, and so uh, who went to a school? Oh, uh, Zach Braff. Oh, um, the, the the king of uh, indie New Jersey. Him. Yep. Because he who, was in Garden State, which is about New Jersey. And now he dates um, Florence Pugh. Does he really? Yeah. That's so 2009, man. The guys need to get a grip. What do you mean? Florence it's... Pugh from Florence and the Machine plus the guy who was oh in Scrubs. Oh my god, you've, you've really embarrassed yourself. No, man. no, I've not. You've really Who's Florence Pugh? Yeah. Oh my god. Who's Florence Pugh? <laughs> Florence Pugh's the, uh, the actress. Uh, she was in that wrestling movie that you've probably seen, Fighting With My Family. Um, oh, she was in right. Midsummer. Um, she was in uh, Little Women. That's bang out. She was in Black Widow, which you probably love. I haven't seen that. You've got a Black Widow Funko Pop I can see <laughs> in the background. That's not. It's right next to your McFly Funko Pops. I don't have Funko <laughs> Well, I do have... Shut up about the Funko Pops. I don't like the Funko Pops. My girlfriend has two, and I've asked for them to be taken down. We got in a fight about it, and I don't want to cover this in the podcast anymore. Well, Zach Braff was dating Florence from Florence and the Machine. Oh, what was she up to on, then? Come on, man. What was she up to? I don't know. Perhaps. I think he's punching. I think he's punching. Who's Zach Braff? Yeah, culturally, he's punching. Well, she's about 25 years younger than him as well. Yeah, he's a pedo. <laughs> 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 
Anyway, he went to um, Scissor's school, as did Lauren Hill. Uh, oh. And Scissor's multiple, multiple times um, cited Lauren Hill as one of her biggest influences and the miseducation of Lauren uh, Hill. You can hear that a wee bit. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you hear her say it and it makes sense. And then you realise that they went to the same school and you're like, well, that makes even more sense. You know, that was... Did anybody the kill go to your school? Uh, no. I literally have looked up and I'm like... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no. Most of the most of the successful people from where I grew up are like went to the Catholic school. No, I'm not trying to make some kind of you know statement about. Well, my my school was a Catholic school, so uh, that you know that statement doesn't hold up because again, oh oh, my friend um, Jono was on Countdown. That's about as successful. That's not as enough. Get. Yeah, I mean it was impressive. <laughs> he went. Oh, he won, didn't he? He, he, won, the, he went he, to the final as well. Yeah, he won eight times in a row and then went wow. to the Champions of Champions and then was on 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown as a special guest. I think that's more than he was on Countdown, you know? Yeah, you're right. He's been on a comedy TV panel show. I haven't. Scissor, <laughs> 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 um, um, she managed her boyfriend... Um, had a clothes company and they were sponsoring a show that Kendrick mm. Lamar was playing at. And so yeah. she managed to chat to some of the um, record label guys there and get some tapes um, that she had made to, to them. And they were impressed and they kept in contact. And then two years later, uh, Kendrick Lamar's manager signed her up. Um, so that's kind of her story of how she got, you know, it, into music and basically like, pretty much massive straight away have you listened to any of the early stuff so she had two eps uh one was called s one was called z a mm. was gonna be the third ep but then a became control um, yeah so uh, it's really it's really bang out to do that go oh my name's s z a and then obviously that's not how i pronounce it my name's s z a here's my EPS and here's my EPZ and then just go here's my album where's A yeah you've given up you've gave up it's like when Sophia and Stevens was like I'm going to do a, a, an album for every state in America and then he got four albums and he went I don't want to do four or six other albums yeah that was a mad or, or like when me and you agreed to uh, review <laughs> 500 albums we're fucking doing it though <laughs> yeah We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I I listened to one of the one of the early things, uh, a song on our. I think it was our second EP Z, and it's called Aftermath. And the lyrics are my. It doesn't sound like anything like the music on this record, really. And it's like, I apologize for waiting to tell you for so long. I am not a human. I am made of bacon, fairy tales, pixie dust. I don't feel I hung myself and didn't die. <laughs> and you're like, Whoa. That's a very different vibe to, to this record, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the record, it was the, it had a, a number of delays. They kept pushing it back, um, at, which has been incredibly frustrating. Um, sorry, I think someone's at my door. Okay, this is incredibly frustrating as well. While he's away, I just want to say um, it's pronounced scissor. Is Scissor Sovereign Zigzag Zig Allah? Hey, what's up? I'm Rob. I'm here with my friend Scissor. What's her name? 
It's like S. Come on, you guys know. Yeah. She just wants three letter. Like I don't want to say it the wrong. She's a scissor. She's a beautiful scissor. And so I told him I like. I was like, I love like a scissor type sound. Just tonight at the Grammys, it is scissor. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you as well. Hey, he's back. Great. Sorry, my dog was just being crazy. That's all right. That's all right, bro. Um, yeah, it kept getting pushed back this record because she was signed, obviously, to Kendrick Lamar's record label and she was a kind of hot prospect but she didn't have any money and then she was just kind of like, I want to put this record out and they were like, it's, now's not the time, now's not the time and she was like getting older and obviously that's a big issue when you're a female in the record industry, you know, you need to kind of strike while the iron's hot and then she was like, it was also that she, I was reading an interview with her a wee bit after the album came out, and I think it was in Rolling Stone actually, and she was like, yeah, I didn't, I, I wanted the record to come out, but I wasn't finished with it. So she said that she wasn't done making this album when it came out, and if she came out like two months later, it would have been completely different. I think she's talking shit. I think that's like a, just a thing to say. Well, um, there was a thing where the record company uh, ended up taking uh, her hard drive offer and confiscating yeah. it because there yeah. was 200 songs on it that meant for mm -hmm. this album. Um, and they, like, she was, at tapes, she was taking so long to choose which ones she was, she was actually going to use. So are we uh, better like Kanye with his last record, except this is a lot better than that. Yeah. And, um, that, that record, uh, Donda has over 200 songs on it. Um, <laughs> and it's 10 hours long. I was reading an interview with her. Uh, in Rolling Stone, and I've got a wee question for you. So this is a quote for the interview. Okay. The free, associative, playful way of thinking that SZA is known for in her songwriting comes across in conversation as well. And aside about how much she admires a certain musician, for example, turns into extended musing about men in the industry who possess Johnny Bravo energy. A work in progress list, King Cruel, Frank Ocean, a future... My question to you is, who do you think has Johnny Bravo energy? Just in the world? Preferably in music, but um, maybe in the world as well, if you think. Johnny, so, Johnny um, Bravo. Do you remember him? Oh, hey. you didn't have... Yeah, but you didn't have a scheduled remote. Oh. No, but we had a cable box, and that had oh, okay. a yeah, 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 network yeah. on it. You didn't bring that up. You didn't bring that up. <laughs> But cable was like it was like the cheap, so it meant we got Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> so you got hey, Johnny Bravo. That's Johnny Bravo. Hey, bye -bye. Hey, bye -bye. He had the sunglasses, the big blonde hair, and great guy. She was saying, uh, "Did you ever listen to King Crew, London guy?" Uh, not really. We ginger guy sounds like a, a blues singer. He's and, great, and he has Johnny Bravo energy. Yeah, but it basically means big dick energy, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. Who's got big dick energy? Um, probably most musicians. Nick Cave for you, probably. Probably think he's got a big dick. Yeah, but Johnny Bravo, there's like an <laughs> undercurrent of like s sexualization, isn't there? Is Nick Cave not quite horny? I read his book. That's quite a horny book. But you can't imagine him going up to a woman and taking off his sunglasses and going, Hey, baby, let's talk about it. Huh, huh, what do you, huh. you think he would say when he went up to a woman and took off his sunglasses? Nick Cave. Oh, hello. Have you seen uh, this beetle on the ground? Oh, it, uh... I've written a poem about this beetle and about it, 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 his trip to the moon and how it, it was the saddest day of his life. 
also a skeleton taking his wares in an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, let's fuck. <laughs> oh bloody hell! I saw an octopus. So he's not he's not quite horny enough it. to be Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really make sexy music. Do you don't think that song about being electrocuted in an electric chair is quite horny? Danger, danger! <laughs> High voltage by Nick Cave. Yeah, yeah. We're touch and we're we're with Those guys. That's my Johnny Bravo energy. <laughs> electric six. Electric six have Johnny Bravo energy. Featuring Jack White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song so much. See, when I was a wee gay, I think that song came out when I was just getting hard ons for the first time. And... <laughs> What a soundtrack to your first No, album. no, it came out more recently than... Ah, uh, uh, oh, I fucked it up. Was... <laughs> it didn't come out two years ago. That's, really, that's the joke I was trying yeah. to do. But really, you just uh, reiterated my point. <laughs> and that's the last thing I want to do. No, of course not. Um, So, yeah, uh, <laughs> should we get into the album? I absolutely was flummoxed by the first track because it didn't sound anything like what I expected it to sound like. I'm a supermodel. Just that kind of very uh, reverby indie rock guitar. Yeah. And then the bass and like just very confessional, hushed speaking and then the drums that big. It's so cool, man. I actually, I was playing it and I actually paused it it was on my TV on Spotify and mm-hmm. Lauren and I would listen to it and I, and I paused it and went, whoa, let's go back to that rolling drum. It's really yeah. cool. It's really like out of nowhere. Yeah. It's uh, the drums and that. There's, there's a lot of bits like that on this record mm. where just an instrument or a, a piece gets a wee bit of time to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's a lot of space on the record that you can kind of luxuriate in it and you can wander around in it and... The, the first track. I went, I, I was kind of flummoxed by it because I loved Supermodel so much the first time I listened to it. Then the second track came in and it wasn't really anything like that. The second track is more like a kind of standard uh, R&B pop song. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like modern. I, you know, I don't really like that Travis Scott guy. He's got a lot of tattoos, isn't he? He's got a, tattoo, a lot of tattoos. tattooed head. Wasn't there a picture of him <laughs> recently doing the like memes... There was like a meme picture of him <laughs> him and his girlfriend like at an awards ceremony or something. And oh, oh, uh, Kylie Jenner and him. Yeah, and it looks like... And they were kissing or something. Yeah, they're all like tonguing each other in the bathroom. Yeah, and it, yeah they that's look, cool. It's very Matrix vibes. He, um, I was always like with him, I was like, okay, well, there's all these kind of rappers just now like Joey Badass. And the two S's and bad dads have like dollar signs mm. and like ASAP Rocky. And then I heard about this guy, Travis Scott, and I was like, that's such a weird. That's cool that he just uses his normal name. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just, oh, I'm Travis. But then it turns out that's not his name. That's a, that's a stage name. He's his given... name's Jacques Bermond Webster II. But... <laughs> <laughs> and his stage name's uh, Travis Scott. Can we do a quick fucking secret secret posho? Uh... <laughs> no, I looked into that. He just went to normal high school. Right. It's okay. just one of those, as we bet like what my mum and dad did to me by giving me a double-barreled name to make me seem uh, quite grand and employable when in actual fact, not quite. 
So I think, I think it's a big thing in African-American communities where they'll give a very grand regal name to make someone sound uh, like they're of a higher class. Have I confused Travis Scott with someone else here? Hang on. Travis Barker. You think they're the Blink-182 drummer? Um... Look up Jacques Bermond. <laughs> now come up quick. <laughs> Who was in... Uh, right, Car- Carly Jenner. Who's the other Kardashians? You're talking about the Machine Gun Kelly picture in the bathroom, aren't you? That, that's exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. I'd confused them in my head. I didn't know what any of them looked like. He was there as well, though. There was two guys. He was one of them. Oh, was he? Yeah. So you were right. Okay, right. And that's the only time I'll ever see that. All right. I haven't fucked that up too much, then. No. Um... Yeah, I, I, that one I wasn't crazy about. The, and I was excited about, like, you know, I like Kendrick Lamar. And, uh, you know, I was... Oh, the Kendrick bit, man. It's not great. Do you not think so? I love his voice. I think he's got the coolest voice to, uh, for rapping that I've ever heard. But... Ah, wish my dick was as big as an avatar. No. So I can fuck the world for it... 72 hours. God damn, I feel amazing. That, he sounds like a bee lives in his head. I love that pussy. And that's the pussy that I want. And the pussy is good. And uh, give but, me the pussy. This is my favourite bit. Pussy getting his prisoners. Pussy always revenging. The pussy is calculating. A good pussy is rather dangerous. Good pussy can be so facetious. The heavyweight champ pussy is so undefeated. Let's amen to that. And I'm like, this is class. Good pussy, pussy can be so facetious. Pussy can be so facetious. The heavyweight champ. What, wow. does, what does that mean? Facetious is when you don't really... You're kind of misleading. Well, facetious is when you you don't really mean what you're saying. Right. So the, it's misleading, this vagina. Right, okay. The 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 pussy is misleading. And not only that, but it's the... Well, facetious, yes. No, I know what facetious yeah. means. What, what is it? Because I know what it means, but I can't really put any words. But I don't know what... Puss, this good pussy is facetious. All right, so let's let's get a definition, uh, like define facetious, right? Mm-hmm. Treating serious issues with deliberate, inappropriate humor or flippant. That. Do you don't think a vagina can be flippant? You think of you don't think a vagina can treat serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor? I know it can. <laughs> I think you're being facetious. You're being facetious like a good pussy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I I really like this song. I like Kendrick's stuff on it. I wish she was on it more. You know, I I, I mean, obviously it's her time to shine and stuff. But after the Travis Scott one, where he's I think Travis Scott's just a boring rapper. I love when rappers say mad stuff like what he does in this. I love when you know. I love when anybody says mad stuff. Life is so fucking dull. That when someone says something mad like "pussy is facetious," you're like, "Yes, this is you know giving me life." There's another bit. A, I do have an issue with the, the the track where Kendrick comes in is called "Doves in the Wind," and I do have an issue with it because there's a bit where Scissor goes, "Come with me." Forrest Gump had a life going for him, never without pussy. You know, Jenny almost gave it all up for him. Never even pushed for the pussy. And it's like, have you seen Forrest Gump? That cunt had sex once. Yeah. He was, he was, he was, what do you mean never without pussy? He had sex once his whole life and he nearly got AIDS? Like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't think she's, I don't think she's seen Forrest Gump. This is a complete mystery to the film. Maybe it's um based on the book. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. 
Um, Drew Barrymore for me. Um, oh, great, great track. Is loved it. The guitar in that. Just great. Great song. Great chorus. What is the chorus? I can. You know what? We were, I always make these notes about like these uh-huh. twelve songs, and then the second we start to talk about them, you can't. You just can't bring the music in your head. But I know. I think. I think it's that one where it's like yeah, warm on the warm. On the outside or something is the chorus. But it sounds exactly like the chorus to a Miranda Lambert song, I think. One of the choruses, one of these songs, sounds like pink sunglasses. Yes. Do you, know, do you ever get that? I think it was that one. I think it was Drew, Drew, Barry, uh, Drew Barrymore's song. His uh, kind of warm inside. It's like the same notes as the chorus to Miranda Lambert. And I think there's like a lot of similarities. If you like Miranda Lambert's... Uh, double disc country record you might like this because it's both very confessional female very horny records and that's mm. cool these days so women can be horny you know yeah i think um that if you liked miranda lambert that you wouldn't necessarily see this as the next gradual step in your musical journey no but i think it's important to know that music goes beyond sound and it's more about aesthetics. And yeah, yeah the about... aesthetics are very different as well. I would say both album covers <laughs> look like uh, quite Instagrammy things, you know? Like, oh, I'm in front of some TVs. Oh, I'm in front of some wings on a wall. It's like, okay, we get it. You know what I mean? Fair enough. White women on in Instagram. In fact, you said you, they had the, basically the same album cover. There's women, uh, you know, self-portraits on... Uh, is that a comparison? The yeah, yeah, both their album covers are pictures of them. So they're basically That's the same. unusual sometimes. <laughs> uh, it is, but you're right, though. It is a very, very horny record. In fact, SZA is a very Johnny Bravo type figure. She got big yeah. dick energy. Especially in that thing. song, The Weekend, where she's basically, you know, singing about having an affair with a guy. Yeah. And saying, you know, oh, you, you can have him on weekdays, but... And the weekend, he comes over to mine. And by the end of the song, Sam, actually, I want him on weekdays too. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna take your man. Yeah, but it's uh, that's the know, sort of thing Johnny Bravo would do. <laughs> I think Johnny Bravo respects monogamy. Do you think so? Nah, he's a horny bastard. <laughs> um, I, 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 one part of me was like, oh, it's quite one-dimensional with regards to oh, it's just shagging, shagging, shagging all the time. But then you know, there's that beautiful thing all the way through the record. Is this? Uh, at the very start and then intermittently at the start and end of certain songs there'll be a kind of a woman speaking and you don't know who the woman is but it's a kind of older uh, black woman American black woman mm. and she's kind of imparting wisdom which is a nice kind of counterpoint to these songs that are like never without pussy you know uh, but then at the very very end the very last track you find out who the woman is and it's her mum mm-hmm. and she's having a comment and I just thought that See, the first time I listened to this record, I didn't listen to it all the way through. I kept hearing all these conversations, not knowing who they were. And then when I heard that last track and I found out who it was, I was like, oh, it was like a great friend show. Do you know what I mean? It was like proper, well-constructed, thematic, but with a counterpoint. I was like, this is a great, this is a capital A album. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's definitely, you can't accuse this of being anything other than like a complete piece. 
mm-hmm. you know it's like it's thematically it's uh consistent all the way through um it does vary in terms of like song styles but not so much that it's weird you know it's mm-hmm. um there's enough connection no mess the band here absolutely um like i i you i agree your point earlier about different songs giving different instruments i loved uh on pretty little birds there's this amazing trumpet solo um mm. on normal girl there's this lovely little guitar solo uh, i think it was prom has this very uh kind of just a uh, buzz tooth jagged saw saw wave kind of uh, synth it's kind of hums like an old computer jazz, buzz tooth like, jagged saw wave synth yeah okay if you knew anything about synths you would you'd know well actually not, uh, prom when i started listening to it the first 20 seconds or so i was like this is like an lcd sound system song yeah it then it then becomes like very quickly much more like sexy r&b but um you know as it you know where as i'm it coming opens, from I, yeah I, I just thought it was a a, a a nice unique turn of phrase was all oh, thanks i thought you were making fun of me no, I, I, would i i'm having a hard time <laughs> would i ever uh, thanks thanks very much um yeah no but uh i really loved I, I, I loved this record a lot. Uh, it hit me. It's. It, 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 I wish I heard it when I was young. I couldn't really. I mean, I, when, when, when it came out, it was like four or five years ago, so yes, I could have been twenty four. I, I wish I listened to it when it came out. I think that much because, okay, that's not that old, but I've not been alive that long. Do you know what I mean? So I would have been considerably, you know, when I was twenty four. I think I was going through a pretty, pretty bad breakup. And I wish I had this because I think I would have fucking rocked my socks off. Well, there was a period, you know, in the sort of early 10s where I was listening to uh, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean and that FKA... This is very Frank Ocean. Mm, and that FKA Twigs album. And, and this was kind of out and about at the time. So it was when I was listening to that stuff and enjoying it. So, yeah, I guess at that time I would have been more predisposed to listening to alternative R&B. So maybe I would have uh, had more enthusiasm for it. Not that I'm unenthusiastic for it. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, that Frank Ocean album. Uh, this That and Blonde are both on this list, actually. Um, yeah, this is more like Blonde. I'm more a channel orange guy, but this is a bit more like Blonde. But it, it was funny because I did... I listened to the guitars on... Uh, Drew Barrymore and Supermodel and I was like oh these guitars are fucking class they remind me of King Crew and then when I read that interview with her she was like yeah King Crew's got big dick energy but yeah, Johnny Bravo energy I was like ah, ah, I know who you like Ooh. and I loved doing that anything else you want to add about the album? I feel stupid because I always have things I'm meant to say um, hey Chris did you enjoy an album? did I enjoy an album? I loved an album mm. i didn't like the second i do think the second track i think the travis scott thing kind of brings it down but i understand maybe the label was like oh, we need to have a, a banger here but to me that's not a banger um but i really i really liked it a lot and i thought it was a very complete work mm. i thought it was a lovely piece of con- uh, very well structured and and beautiful and very horny very yeah, horny very horny um it actually also reminded me of um Devonte hines who i've mentioned before blood, um, orange. blood orange yeah there's a similar just like experimental r&b i think is uh let's say that a, instead a of alternative because i do feel like alternative is uh now you've brought it up i do feel like it is quite a gross term 
Yeah. Uh, this is smart R&B. Not like that other R&B that's for stupid people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you have to put if you have to put a label on it, then, then that's what we'll call it. But, um, yeah. Let's just call it R&B baby. R&B baby. Uh, no. Hmm? I was calling you baby. Runba. <laughs> Let's not call it Runba. What's that in the alphabet? R&B. <laughs> Uh, R&B in the... Uh, Radical, never-ending bastards. Um, rule, ruler. Oh. Um, ruler, now, um, born. Oh, ruler now, that's so, that's the so ruler true. has now been born. The heir to the throne has arrived. Um, you need to ask me if I enjoyed the album. Liam, I've got a question for you. Thank you very much for asking me if I enjoyed the album. Did you enjoy an album? Hell yeah. This is... Um, you know, like, we like to go to that coffee shop in Edinburgh, and it's, like, very hip. Brew lab. And it's full of wanks. Uh-huh. And we're wanks. Yeah, and then, but we are kind of aspirational wanks. And normally they would have something like Blood Orange or something like that playing in the background. Do you know, the last time I was in, it was like uh, ambient techno. And I was like, this is not good for me coming up on a, a caffeine buzz. Well. But you're right, it's this kind of type of stuff. Yeah, and I love that. I love that vibe. Uh, I would highly recommend giving the album a listen. Uh, mm-hmm. I think people will like it. I liked it. Even if you're not a horny young woman, I think some of the, a lot of the... And who <laughs> isn't? <laughs> Uh, even if you're not a horny young woman, uh, a lot of the sentiments reminded me of similar sentiments. Like, there's a bit that reminded me of a Frightened Rabbit song where she says, I mean, it's literally the same imagery that he used in this song where it's like people thought we were brother and sister. And it's, there's a bit in Poke by Frightened Rabbit where he's like uh, looking at a photograph of himself in the past with this girl, and it's like we could be related, but. She doesn't have his nose, do you know what I mean? And and then there was a bit that reminded me of like uh, just being in a relationship and like there's a Lost Conspiracy lyric where it's like um, I've been told that the only way to get along in love is to like the other slightly less than you get in return. I keep feeling like I'm being undercut. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's just as confessional as the most heart-wrenching indie rock if you're into that type of stuff i know i am so uh, you feel like you really get to know somebody laid bare yeah very confessional and often in a way that doesn't even necessarily strike someone in a good light which is good that's that's like about as honest as you can get um yeah. when you're writing stuff that makes makes you look bad um yeah. and i guess some of that that is that um it, what uh sorry go ahead it's sexy it's uh it's very cool um and it's interesting like a lot of the music a lot of the the instrumentation is really interesting and the production mm-hmm. is pretty shit hot throughout yeah yeah that's really good uh what is your track from the album for the playlist i actually um, struggled a little bit to choose one um uh, because there's a few that i i like mm-hmm. um i'm gonna go with drew barrymore i think that's cool um i think that's just that's a song that i feel like is the thing about the playlist is the thing about the playlist is you know i i I listen to it and i put it on shuffle Mm -hmm. and you know uh, i think drew barrymore would be the one that when it comes on i'm like ah no that's uh yeah yeah i'm gonna put on supermodel then i know i 
feel kind of like should I always be put on the first track you know but that bit with it it really blew me away the first time I heard those drums coming yeah it's cool really over cool. that guitar I'm glad, I'm glad you chose that because that was, I was wondering what, um, whether or not to choose that as well um, mm-hmm. but like definitely go check out the album because there's a number of other songs that could have on a different day I would maybe choose a different different song prom's good yeah prom is good yeah mm. no I'm sticking with Drew Barrymore I'm glad you did because if you swapped to prom I would just swap to Drew Barrymore and then uh, Supermodel wouldn't be on it yeah alright <laughs> Um, what about your what's your oh what's my what's my alternative playlist track? Well, it came up a couple of times, and part of me wants to put on. You know, it was me. You always make fun of me for doing pure over long explanations of this bit, but it's my favorite bit. It's because you do big sure. explanations for songs that you don't end up choosing. Right. Well, I was going to put on a uh, Backstreet Street Fighter. Uh, Backstreet Street Fighter. Backstreet put... Street Fighter. All right. All right. Hadouken. <laughs> Charlie. Um, no, I was going to put on Backstreet Freestyle by Kendrick Lamar, but Kendrick. good kid, mad Kendrick, K that. Wish my dick was as big as the Eiffel Tower so I could Backstreet Fighter with Ryu. But I'm pretty sure. Um, are you going to put Good Kid, Mad City? Because I'm pretty sure that's on. That's on the list. That's 115 on the list. Yeah. So I'm. I've decided. Um. And then also, you know, Frank Ocean Blonde's on the list as yep. well, so you can't really put those lads on. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to stick on Out Getting Ribs by King Cruel. If she thinks he has Johnny Bravo energy, it's one of the most... Uh... What you should do if you're listening to this track is listen to it, think, what does this guy look like? Then Google it and you will laugh like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's a, he's a cool he's a cool guy and it's a, an amazing song and I, the guitars in it are so influential in the last ten years uh, uh, R&B. Uh, very good. I'm gonna put on an FKA Twigs track. Uh, cool. Her song Two Weeks" is one of those songs that I don't know. Like I think the the way you d- describe Supermodel, but but like more more than that. Every now and mm-hmm. then you hear a song and instantly you're just like, holy shit, wow. And like you have to mm-hmm. stop the world and Google it and find out who this is. And, and It's a cover of Two Weeks by Grizzly Bear, isn't it? Uh, it's not actually, it's a different That's song. A, yeah. And there's an amazing, ver- like, uh, there's an amazing live version of um, this track. Um, where she's performing in front of a fan with like a really like you know really long um, ribbon mm-hmm. dress like blowing up in the air and it's like it's incredibly beautiful. Um, so I check out. I would recommend going to check that out anywhere on YouTube. But um, yeah, FKA Twigs, two weeks uh, from her 2012 album. Um, if you want to check out the the Spotify companion playlist, then it's in the podcast description. Um, it gets updated every couple of weeks. Um, yeah. it's on right now there is um, 85 songs on there um, yeah. it's six and a half hours of our favourite songs and songs we've spoke about um, throughout the last few weeks so definitely um, go click that link and um, and have a shuffle because it's basically wall to wall good tunes I would say it's 95% good music why would you do that right now I'm trying to boost our engagement you know what i mean i'm i'm but you know honest honesty sales if you listen to this record it's very honest there's one song you don't like that i've put on i think 
Yeah, one or two. But a lesson. I respect you, and I respect the lesson. No, you don't. You don't respect either. <laughs> agree, disagree. What's next week? Next week it is, of course, Surrealistic Pillow by none other than Jefferson Airplane. Gling, 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 drink is taller, and my penis is smaller. Oh, that kind of stuff. Have you listened to this, by the way? I know that's the next episode, but I listened to it. I've heard it before. Oh, wow. Yeah, boy. Same. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's look forward to that. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. We've enjoyed an album, and I hope you enjoyed listening to us enjoy an album on the podcast. Enjoy an album. <laughs>